How you doing, guys? This is Tracy Lucas. You are now tuning into LVP, Lucas Vision Podcast. How you doing, guys? Tracy Lucas here, LVP, Lucas Vision Podcast. Today, I have Lisa here. Hello. Comedian, model, actress, mom, all above. We want to sit down and talk with her and see how she got started. That's the main thing that we want to check out today. How was your start? Was it in modeling or was it in telling jokes outside of high school? Um. Okay, outside of high school. <laughs> so honestly, like I kind of I signed with a talent agency as a talent. But my main focus was comedy. So before I took any pictures, before I did anything, I went on stage. So my first set was at Good Nights. Okay. Um, of course, it wasn't booked, it was an open mic. Those are ridiculously hard to get. Woo woo. So my very first time trying to get on a mic at Good Nights, I got on the mic, and that was my first time ever on the stage. But I started writing um, two years prior to that. So. Okay. Back in what 2018 was the first time I ever wrote a joke. So, okay. yeah. So, what made you want to get in, in comedy? Um, one, everybody told, everybody always told me I was funny. So, um, there's that. Just me being naturally who I am is makes, I guess, is a funny person. And then, um, I really enjoy, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, um, I really uh, enjoyed um, watching comedians. And then listening to them, I realized that most of them were just telling stuff, stories about their lives and things that had happened to them. And I'm like, dang, you know, I've been through a lot. Like, I've had a lot of stuff happen in my house, that, my house, my life, that can be, you know, rearranged to be funny. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what made me. I just, I really love comedy. Ever since I saw Dysfunctional Family by Eddie Griffin way back in the day when I was yeah. like a child, child. Um, when you first. How old was it when you first started writing your jokes? Mm, you, that's math. You asked me to do math now. Um, <laughs> two years before I got on stage. Two years before I started writing. I'm 20, almost 7. So I was, the first time I wrote a joke, I was 22, 23. Okay. Somewhere in there. It's hard to, like, it, the years fly. So I know the first time I wrote a joke was four years ago. I'm going to be 27. So 22 to 23, somewhere in there. <laughs> So who was your biggest influence? Um, being stand up. Who's your biggest influence? That's hard. There's a lot of people that I respect as comedians. Um, as far as I, I, there's two. I want to say Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle. Uh-huh. Um, just because neither of them are what like they like to say punch up now in comedy. Neither of them punch up ever. Yeah. <laughs> they always go for the low blow. And I love it because comedy is supposed to be that. It's supposed to be, you should be able to talk about anything in any context and people understand it's just a joke. You might not yeah. actually feel that way, but at the same time, it's still a joke. So, What about, what about nowadays where comedians got to watch what they say? Well, like what comedian has influenced yeah. me now? Yeah, yeah, like, like comedians tell a joke, but it's like they got to worry about if they're taking it too far and we won't defend people. Yeah, so... As far as what comedian, so because I'm local, most of the people that I admire are local. Um, so like Josie Mwamba, Maggie Braintrap, um, April Storm Perry, Miss Whiteout, Country T, people like that are people who 
really influenced me because it's watching them grind and try to get try to get to where they're going and even watching them get there, watching them do all these things really kind of influences me and encourages me to keep going because every single one of us started right here and these are people that in our community are doing so much. So it's, it's, for that, I would say those are the people who are influencing me now. Okay. What about family? My family? Yeah, how do they feel about you doing stand up? So my dad does not like it. However, he's happy that I'm having success. Uh -huh. um, I'm a deacon's kid, so okay. <laughs> so he'd much rather I do anything that doesn't have to do with fame, being in the industry in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, but the rest of my family, when they heard I was going to be a comedian, they all kind of just, they're like, oh, that fits. That makes sense. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I have figured. Yeah, it does. I know. <laughs> all right, so what made you want to do the modeling take and get pictures taken? I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did. I took classes way back in the day when Barbizon was a thing. I don't know if you. you I did go to Barbizon. Okay. You did? Yeah. See? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, before they shut down the one over there on Wake Forest. Yep. Yeah. I went when I was a kid. We did. It was a. I can't remember yeah. the people. Don't give me that. Teresa was the daughter, the mom and dad. Uh, I can't remember their name, but they signed everything up to Teresa. I think they changed the name to something else and they moved it off uh, past Trayton Town Center. I've got a name right now, but yeah, they're, they're still around. Yeah, Teresa's still around. Yes. Different manager, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's still dressed in all black. Really? Yeah, that was, <laughs> a, that was a thing, man. That was the hardest thing about going to school there. Is every Saturday I had to find something all black to wear. And I was just like, dang. Yeah. I just can't wear what I want. I thought models were cute. We got to sign up where we born. Yeah. That was back when I thought I was going to be tall. I've been five foot three and a quarter since I was like eight. That's all you is? That's it. Everybody, I look tall. I'm very long. I'm elongated, and I always have on heels. So, and so like my friend, she was going around telling people I was tall for like a year, and I was like, "Can you stop telling people that? Like, I'm really not that tall. I just wear heels all the time. That's all. And I'm long looking. I got yeah. long arms, long legs, and a short torso. So, <laughs> when we first met, it was I looked it up. It was actually back in 2020. Yeah. 2020, which it seemed like I know you longer than that. Yes. Yeah, it was like a longer than that when you've been working together for so long. Right. So how did you feel about your first photo shoot to where you are now? If you would look at my first photo shoot was mm, Jesus. I had no idea what I was doing. My makeup was not good. Just it just did not like it looked it looked like a professional photo shoot. But me personally I didn't I didn't do much to to make it look the way it looks now. Like to compare to the way I dress, to my makeup, my hair, the way I prepare for my photo shoots now, mm. yeah, that's kind of what makes the difference. Okay. Um, but yeah, back then I just grabbed something. I grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, gonna get this, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this. And I think that's cute enough, but just elevating consistently. So there's a huge difference from when I first started shooting to now, because I know what works for me. I know what I look good in, I know what angles I shouldn't try, right. <laughs> so, stuff like that. Yeah, and plus you start twerking. I did start twerking, <laughs> I did. I really think, like, when you start using your booty, it grow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, not like that, y'all. I don't use my booty in that way, I just twerk. I twerk on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, how has the modeling helped you out with the comedian? Um, honestly, I, I would say... 
it's kind of helped with my brand. Because um, in doing comedy, you got to have something that helps you stick out. And so I'm kind of known for always being dressed up and pretty. Like mm -hmm. when I meet this one, it's, it's kind of it's different for me meeting other comedians. Like, oh my gosh, you're Lisa. And like, oh my God, you're so pretty all the time. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> you know who I am? Yeah. And I do try to be pretty all the time. Um, just 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 because it helps me to stand out. Like when I go yeah. when I go do a show, um, I, the same way I would come to a photo shoot is the same way I go to do my stand up. Mm -hmm. Full full beat great outfit at least I try most times I have on some form of acrylic suppressants okay. so that's that's kind of how it helps it's helped establish my brand as Lisa Lily the comedian Lily the comedian how did it come about nickname yeah I grew up everybody uh, my nickname was Lily my full name is Jaleesa um, nobody in my family calls me Lisa not one person um, <laughs> that came from middle school my family calls me Lily um, okay. and so if if people who were coming around me and my family for the first time, they'd be like, who is Lily? Me, I'm Lily. Yeah. Um, and Lily, when I'm with my family, like, it's, it's, it's me at my most comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, I don't, I don't have to hide or worry about what I'm saying or how yeah. I'm saying it or who it's going to affect because they know who I am, they know how I am, they know I mean no harm. Mm -hmm. um, so when I initially adopted that stage name, it was because on stage I can always be who I am, say yeah. what I want to say, and mean what I mean, and you know nobody can tell me different because that's that's mine, that's my set, that's my bit, that's that's my story, my life. Yeah. So I can talk about it however I want to, and you just have to listen to it because Lily's talking. <laughs> okay, now, I know I had to stop calling you Jaleesa around other people because they had no idea. They had, yeah, they had no idea who Jaleesa is. Period. Yeah. Um, so I keep remembering Lisa, or Lisa the Comedian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Once I say that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so pretty. <laughs> so, um, with you, well, how would you start your stand-up? Mm -hmm. what's, your, what's your process of getting ready to go on stage? Usually, um... Walk out a little high on that one. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to figure out how to write that line. Usually, um... I'll go over my set, so I run over once, I'll just read over, even though it's going to go nothing like what I wrote. Yeah. I'll read over what I wrote, um, and then I'll perform it in my head for myself. I might go to an open mic and just try to run as much as the set I can. Most open mics you get 5 to 10 minutes, and mm -hmm. a lot of sets are 15, 20 minutes long, so you're not going to get your whole practice in somewhere. Yeah. Um, one second. Excuse me. I apologize. No problem. Um, but yeah, so normally I run my set in my head. Um, I always could try to hype myself up with some kind of music. Now, my version of hype isn't always going to be, like sometimes I listen to Big Crit, other times I listen to Rum Gold, sometimes it's Beyonce, other times it's Sierra. Yeah. It just really depends on my mood and, you know, how I'm feeling, but something to get me pumped. And then usually right before I go on stage, I'll get me an old-fashioned something to sip on. Yeah. Just, you know, liquid courage. <laughs> blame it on the goose, huh? Yeah, no. Blame it on the whiskey. <laughs> if you ever buy me something to drink, understand I like brown. Mm -hmm. I love brown liquor. Y'all, I'm just saying. My birthday's on Friday, so September 17th. If you uh, <laughs> if you think about getting me something, I like brown, I like brown liquor. Whiskey. Okay. Just saying. Okay. Duty noted. <laughs> So, how important is open mic night to compare to your regular? If you would, if you would actually go somewhere and perform on stage, how important is that going to mic night trying stuff out? 
Um, very. Because the way you wrote it might be hilarious to you, yeah. but the way you mean it may not come across to the crowd. So it's it's sometimes it's a, it's the first time it hits. Okay, that's great. That's great material. I'm gonna put that aside for a show. Other times it's like mm, I might need to rework that. Yeah. Um. So open mics really give you the ability to know. How, it kind of lets you know how you're doing. Um, and then it's also important to keep you, to kind of keep you engaged with the community. Most of your bookings, most of your notoriety comes from other people, other comedians who know you. Yeah. And if you're not out there meeting them, if you're not out there seeing them, if you're not out there discovering other talent near you, you're never, that, that, that's not going to help build you, it's not going to help build other people. So open mics are immensely important to, cur um, what's the word, curtailing or curating, excuse me, uh -huh. curating your content. Right. You use your kids a lot in your. Do they know you talk about them? Yeah, they, they do. do. How do you feel about them? They, they think it's now? funny. Yeah, they think <laughs> it's funny. I'd like, I should use that in my joke. Look at that now. <laughs> like no, yeah, don't put that in my next stand up. Yeah, take some, take some of their jokes. You can stand up. I don't. That's not. I mean, not necessarily take their jokes, but. Not, not even borrow because they're not. They don't necessarily make jokes. They just say unintentionally funny stuff. For yeah, instance, what kids do? I have. I'm about to be 27. And I'm very upset because I have gray hair. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's just like one gray hair. Lily was like, mommy, it's not one gray hair. It's like this much gray hair. I was like, Lily. And she's like, no, 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 mommy, it's okay. I said, it's a lot. She said, it's not a lot. It's just a little bit like this, like this, like this. And I said, Lily, that's not a little bit. She said, okay, so maybe it's like this. It's like this, mommy. Don't, don't worry. Don't cry. It's just it's like this. I'm like, girl, stop telling me I got all this gray hair. I don't know. I don't want to know. I saw it already. Um, but that's just one thing. You see what I'm saying? See, yeah. so, and she, to her, she's just being honest. To me, yeah. I'm like, stop, shut up. <laughs> you're making it worse. <laughs> you're making it worse. I, I know I got gray hair. I don't need your help. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a good thing, ain't it? What? You're getting, you're getting wiser. I was already wise. Um, I didn't need see? gray hair to show me that. <laughs> okay, so the gray hair didn't catch up with the wiseness then. Yes, the gray hair got some, it got some catching up to do. I'm already pretty wise, I like to think. What has been the best location you performed at? Um, I can't take away from any show I've ever done. I've always gotten good response, good support. And I'm not just saying that for me because I was there. But I, I, like I said, I like to think that the, at least in North Carolina, I'm, I'm mostly in Raleigh. I know a few comedians out of Charlotte, a few comedians out of Fayetteville, some comedians up in the DMV area. Um, but we all support each other really well. Like, obviously, some people can't always be at particular shows. But everybody tries to, from what I can see, everybody tries to, give each other a chance um, to succeed. So I can't take away from any show I've ever done. They've all they've all been really good um, as far as crowd support and you know my set. Oh, there was one, I can tell you about one I did. It wasn't even the, the, the show creators, um, the producer's fault. It was the um, location next to it. I did. I was. Doing, I did a stand. Um, I did a showcase, and the entire time the showcase was going on, there was a live band playing out of a bar next door. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, for sure, that was loud. It was so loud because you could not hear anything that the other comedians were saying. Um, but the show itself was still good. We all tried to still show each other support and love. So that was a, that's about the only experience that I could say was taken away from. But honestly, I, I can't say I've had a bad show. So how is it? How is the comedian world versus the modeling world? Mm, 
in the comedy world, I would say as long as you're working, there's work for you. In the modeling world, there is a there's so many people and there's so much fight to be the best and to get a job. And when I say get a job, I mean just a booking. Yeah. Um, and then the what is the word I want to say? The look that you need to have for certain stuff. Yeah. So in modeling, I say it's a lot more cutthroat. Mm -hmm. In comedy, you just gotta be funny. <laughs> if you're funny and people think you're funny, they'll book you. And um, if you're working and you're supporting, but as a model, you can work and work and work and work and work, but still get, getting booked is still going to be difficult. Yeah. It's how, personally, my experience. Now, it may not be this for other women or other models or other males or however, whatever your gender identify is. Um, but for me personally, it was a little more difficult to book things as a model. And being that my main focus was comedy in the first place and modeling was a supplement, I just was like, yeah, no. Unless I'm getting, unless I'm getting booked, there's really no point in me continuing to do that. Okay. I got a tough question for you. Listen. What's your top five comedians? My top five comedians. Other than yourself. Other than myself, of course. Um, <laughs> so, top five famous people I know. Maybe famous or local. Okay. So, famous we have, um, Linnell, Dave Chappelle, of course. I'm gonna, um, Bernie Mac, five, this is hard. Um, cause there's so many, like, Josie Mamba, Mamba, M-W-A-M-B-A, and, um, dang, this last one is gonna be hard. It's between Justin Scranton, Mello, and Maggot Brain Trap, cause they all crack me up. <laughs> Okay. So the last one is a revolving spot. Okay. <laughs> so, a couple, I'll say probably a couple months ago, you did a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Something that you've been looking to do yourself was Mother Earth. Yes. Years. What yeah. brought that on? I dreamed about it. <laughs> I literally dreamed about it. And I was like, I was like, dang, that's a really good concept. Like, I gotta try to get it together. No. I can't find my phone charger. I will help you in a minute. Don't you sound like a cartoon character? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's your baby. That is my baby, indeed. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so what was the question again? I apologize. I forgot what was my um, Oh, Mother Earth. Mother, the Mother Earth, Earth shoot. Mother yeah, Earth. I dreamed about it. Um, and in the initial idea, my torso was going to be painted like a tree. Okay. Um, however, you know, life happens, things happen. My yeah. painter wasn't able to paint me that day so I went to the store I bought some I went to Michael's uh, and I bought some fabric glue excuse me I apologize some fabric glue and some moss and tree bark and just glued it on up there I got with her name is Tony Globus one of my favorite designers um, like if I'm looking for something made to a specific uh, well with with specific specifications then Tony's my person. I'll go right to her. Like, hey, Tony, what you doing? Can you make this? <laughs> so, um, she'll make it. Uh, speaking of which, quick shout out to my designer, head to toe, Toya McLeod. She made that there? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's she, nice. Pretty much everything you see me in um, when I'm out in public, when I perform, when I do photo shoots, is Toya. Because um, she just, everything she makes just is awesome. So, Good. and I'm also really with supporting local businesses. Anyway, that's off topic. Um, so yeah, Tony made the skirt, the back piece, um, there was a bustle, and she made a wand, and then while we were out there, we found a staff. 
Okay. So like this big, huge piece of broken tree that was down, and we used that as a staff. Um, but I really just, I, I wanted to do something creative. Yeah. And when that dream came to me, I was like, this is perfect. It's like a perfect idea, yeah. like me as Mother Earth. Yeah. And then I'm a Virgo. That's, so. that's the hardest part with pictures, is trying to get everything like you wanted to do, to stand out from everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. And that was perfect for me, honestly. When I say that shoot, when I say perfect for me, that shoot could not have come out more perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was one thing that I wanted to be different or could have been done better or could have looked different. Um, it just was awesome. And the photographer for that was? Rock Moody. Rock Moody, okay. Yes, I love you, Rock. Okay. I haven't met Rock yet. <laughs> you haven't met Rock? No, no, I, photographer. I, get, I get a lot of people compare me to Rock. But you and Rock I, do have very similar work, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I have not met him yet. I mean, y'all need to meet because y'all should do a collab. <laughs> that would be so awesome. He's one of, like, He's one of my favorite photographers. Like if I if I if you're not shooting with me, I'm shooting with Rock. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Okay. Hey, like, I'll be okay. I'll get over it, but <laughs> <laughs> Lord, um, yeah. I, oh, there's another photographer. Let me not forget to shout her out. Um, Latoya. She does she's done some of my recent photos. The ones I posted right before the last shoot that I did before you. Uh -huh. Um, that was with Latoya, Lot Creations or LHMP Studios, I think is the name of her okay. thing on Instagram. Um, but yeah, she did my last few photos. So that's the other photographer I shoot with. But as we all know, Tracy's my main photographer. I don't know. She got two others on the side. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, you gotta spread the love. You gotta spread the love. You, just can't, you can't have just one photographer. You do have to have multiple photographers to help make your portfolio better than what it is. So they, they, see that you have different looks and not everybody does everything so same yeah. you got he does in you know event photography and um in studio photography and that's you have covered my event twice now mm -hmm. and we're looking for a spot to hold it next month too for on october 2nd i'm really excited comics on the corner i'm so excited for that third yeah, how about to ask you about that comments on the corner comments on the corner yes how did how did you come up with, with that comments on the corner because the First show, mm -hmm. I guess the owner wasn't too happy about the, the show or our circuit. I think it's the very first one because he said something about the place. Yeah, he was upset that we talked about that they were talked about the place. Um, and I explained to him that it's all comedy. Um, no, we they love that they love this venue. It looks it's great. It's, it kind of gives a comedy feel. Yeah. Um, the comments on the corner came about. I was working with someone. Um, and we were kind of putting together a show and in the industry and sometimes just throughout life things fall apart um, so you know that my partner backed out of the deal and I decided that I wasn't gonna not do it I said you know what? I've already booked the comedians I've already gotten the DJ I've already got the photographer I've got this I already got that I'm not canceling it all I need is a location and promo materials I can do that that's two things that I need now that I understand the amount of work that actually went into it, no, I was stressed out all show day, all show day. I was immensely stressed, um, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. I really wanted to put on my own show, especially out of carry, especially for people of a darker hue, black people, because we don't really have a lot of stuff going on out here in carry, but we're out here, yeah, and we need to get out. So. That was really the idea, and the name Comics on the Corner really came from the fact that it, I knew it was going to only be local comedians, and... Uh, 
Um, I'm sorry, I don't know if y'all can hear my baby, but she said, I'm getting tired of my dumb neighbors. <laughs> I cannot. Um, but, what was I saying? Um, it just became from, with being local comedians, I knew that, kind of, like, you know how you see people standing on the corner yeah. of the sign? Yeah. That's kind of the same thing we doing. Hey, come out to our show. Yeah. Listen to my jokes, you know? And then, of course, there's a little bit of money behind it for them. Um, and that's always my goal is to get everybody paid, get everybody seen, get them some real, get something to help further you. Okay. So you do, especially you're doing everything yourself. The flyer, the location, the comedians, getting the, find somebody to do the flyers, all that yourself. Everything myself. I'm all alone. I've been looking for a team very hard, um, but it's still just me. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't raise your eyebrows at me like that. But I'm listening. <laughs> did I raise my eyebrows? You did. Your eyebrows was creeping up. What was it? They was like. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to do the little rock thing. Okay, I can't figure it out yet, but. Uh, I learned that when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, cause, okay. The rock was my first celebrity husband. For real. I'd be in the. Do you smell? <laughs> I was four or five years old when I started watching WWE, and the rock was my first celebrity husband. Yes. Okay. Second one was Cisco. The whole thing about Cisco. You I don't understand. It worked for him, Cisco, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't work for all the other guys. <clears throat> as far as like, it worked for women. Cut your hair short, mm -hmm. leave it nappy, dye blonde. Mm -hmm. It's the style. Yeah, it's the style. We do it as nappy, but when Cisco came out with showing his chest, oh, it was just fine. It was fine. Because <laughs> it was, he did, honestly, that was, that was like genius marketing, I'm going to tell you what. Because mm -hmm. that's why I liked him. Mm -hmm. As a kid, he had platinum blonde hair. And, I mean, I never really got a good look at his face. Like, I didn't realize how he looked until I was an adult. I had looked him up. I was like, oh. <laughs> Changed mind. Yeah. Like, hmm. <laughs> it was the hair. That's what it was. <laughs> It was the hair. Okay. So, when you doing photography, mm -hmm. what are you looking to get into next? What do you mean? What am I looking to get into next? Are there any other projects that you want that you dreamed up that you want to have done, or oh, on the modeling side? Yeah, the modeling side. Um, yes. So this idea has been on hold for a while. There's, there's, a, there's a lot. Um, yeah. I try to be quiet. You, you know what I've been through since I've been in the industry, so I try to like be quiet about a lot of the stuff I'm planning or have yeah. going on until I can at least get them there. Because there's been a there's been a bunch of times where I've had ideas and I've told somebody about it, and it's just yeah, it's like oh well, dang, you did it. <laughs> so, but yeah, I definitely have um, projects coming up, things that are gonna I'm gonna need um, my model sisters for. Um, that I don't want to do. I want to do a couple of group shoots. My initial when I when I branched out on my own as a model, as a comedian, I just decided that I was going to look for people who were really for me. Um, I also wanted to uplift other models and comedians, yeah. um, and just give them something positive. Like we don't got to talk every day. You don't have to be my best friend. You don't even have to like me. But hey, this is an experience. This is a this is going to be a really good photo shoot. I got this designer. They made all the outfits. I got this makeup artist going to do makeup. I got this hairstylist. She's going to do your hair. And then we're all going to get together and we're going to do the shoot. Expect to be there for about this many hours. Just to kind of give them that full experience. Um, so I'm still working on that. I'm still working on that. Uh, we had, me and my designer, not this designer, but the other designer. We worked out, we had worked something out. But thankfully for her, she's back on the road again. Um, 
So whenever she gets back. <laughs> so you started out with an agency first. Mm-hmm. Well, how's that transition going from an agency to independent? Not much different. Really? Um, yeah, there wasn't much with an agency. I didn't, you know, it's not much different. I, I see the same casting calls. I get the same um, amount of people reaching out to work with me and, you know, hey, would you be willing to shoot? Um, Cause I wouldn't suggest going with the agency unless you are already, unless you have a following already. That's my suggestion. That's just who I am as a person. I would say build your following because your agency is only going to put as much into you as they can get back. So if they can't get back much, they're definitely not going to pour into you much. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say being independent is not much much different than being with the agency. Um, since I've left the agency, I've pretty much. Like I've increased my following by like two, like two hundred. That's not much, yeah. but I wasn't doing that when I was with when I was expecting. There we go. When I was with the agency, I was expecting other people to do the work that I was supposed to do myself. Mm-hmm. So when I put when I put it in perspective, and I was like, well, I'm gonna have to do this work either way. So if I'm gonna build myself. I'm gonna build myself, and mm-hmm. then that's what I decided to do. So being independent is not much. It's not much different because you're still doing a lot of the legwork yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you were the agency, you felt like everything that you're doing, there's no need to have an agency if you're already doing the labor work anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Like the, there was no benefit to being with the agency for me. There was none. Um, I'm trying to put it in a way that I don't, because I don't. I'm not bitter. Yeah. I'm not upset. Yeah. You know, you live and you learn. These are all like lessons. Um, I think the only benefit I got from the agency really were just some of the people that I met okay. um, through that agency. Like I met you, I met Jerry. Um, who else did I meet? You know, Karina. Um, I can't even think of everybody's name right yeah, now. Yeah. But those are those are people that I met. Um, so that I say that would be the benefit is that you'll possibly meet people that you wouldn't have met in another setting, but at the same time those people running a lot of the same groups and circles that if I had just put forth that little bit of effort I'd, I'd, I'd have seen those seen them probably would have met up met them anyway like I don't think I don't think life would have let you not be my photographer you know what I'm saying yeah okay <laughs> so would you say like a lot of people to go on Facebook different groups yeah it'd be better than go through the groups than going through agency or still try try agency to see what it does for you or you like say get your followers up first. I would say try to build yourself first. Okay. Um, so when you go to an agency, because not having the effort put into you can make you feel like you're not worth it. Yeah. Um. So I would always suggest building yourself, and if you're not willing to put that effort behind yourself, mm-hmm. there's no point in you being with an agency because they're not gonna put that effort behind you. Like unless you're like that one in a million yeah. person, no. Um. Now I do have friends who are with agencies, but at the same time, they put some work in first. Yeah. <laughs> so then when they got to an agency, there was already something for the agency to work with. Okay. Okay. So as a comedian, mm-hmm. what would be your advice for somebody looking to get into it? Get into comedy? Yeah. My advice to a aspiring comedian would be, um, talk your shit, say what you want to say. Um, it's much easier to speak about what you know than to try to speak about random mm-hmm. things. Um, 
and get out there. And when I first started doing comedy, I was at an open mic twice, two, three times a week. I don't do open mics as much now because I have a good collection of material that I can pull out when I have a show. Yeah. Um, and also, I've been focusing on really trying to build my brand and who I am as a person to the public view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Excuse me. Y'all, I'm real burpy today. I think it was that state. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, that would be my advice to aspiring comedian. Definitely, like, write, 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 write. Go to open the mic, go to open mic, try it out, and see what happens. And if it didn't work, rewrite. <laughs> Definitely, uh oh, another tip please record yourself. Always record yourself. You never know what how a set's going you never know you never know how anything's gonna go but you never yeah. know how a set's gonna go sorry i'm kind of talking about them right now yeah. um you never know how a set's gonna go and that could be one of the best sets you ever did and you're not i promise you i never remember how a set when i went when i got off stage i was like oh my gosh you did so great it was awesome and i'm just like really i did okay well thank you because i have no idea what i just said what i just did how well it went i might have forgot a part that that really hit hard um so yeah, always record yourself, get some audio. You don't even have to need, you don't really need video, but make sure you get audio so you can take notes of what you did well, what you didn't do well, what might need to be changed. Because in addition to going to the open mic and people hearing your stuff, you need to know what you do good and what you don't. Yeah. One of my favorite jokes that I've seen you do, you actually went live on Facebook, mm -hmm. but this was the shaking baby joke. Everybody loves that one. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves the shaking baby joke. It kills every time, yes. Yeah. He wasn't that bad, was he? Jerry was a horrible baby. <laughs> look, look, he was so cute, look at him. He was so cute. He was just the cute little babies, the drool, and the mama baby. But, mm, <laughs> that boy, like, so he was maybe like seven or eight months, he did not sleep at night. Like, so, until he was about three weeks, he did. He would sleep, he'd wake up, breastfeed, change poop, change diaper, go back to sleep. Three weeks old, we just blinking at each other all night. And then after like a week of that, he starts screaming at the top of his lungs at me. And I'm like, why are you screaming at me? Like, what do you want? So yeah, um, that to me, that just spoke to the realness of being a mom. Yeah. Like, I, I hate, I had, I had actually had somebody shame me for that joke. And I was really upset about it because I told her, I said, you're shaming me, but you have no idea how many moms out there have thought about shaking their baby, yeah. not just moms. When I told the joke last night, I had a private comedy show that I did. Um, shout out to HB Great. Um, I had a private comedy show that I did, and I'm shouting everybody else about that. <laughs> and I told that joke, and a lot of people in the room were like, "Yeah," like they were laughing, but they were they were dying their hair. Like, yeah, I thought about it a few times. Like, man, shut up, because being a new parent, especially for the first time, is so hard. And I realized how depressing and sad I used to be mm -hmm. as a result of feeling bad for the things I thought. Yeah. But when I realized I wasn't alone and that, you know, it was a thought, not an action. And, you know, you did you did the better course of things, not this. You didn't harm your child, you didn't harm yourself, you gave your baby to somebody else, you talked to the doctor, you went to therapy. Things that you need to do, um, those are those are parts of my joke you don't get. Those are parts of my life that you don't have to worry yeah. about. But what I need you to hear is this shame <laughs> that I almost shook my baby. Yeah, so, yeah, I even said that, I was like, I didn't shake him, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good, I actually watched that on my way here. Mm -hmm. It was actually pretty, pretty good, it was one of my, one of my favorite ones that you did. 
Oh, that was a birthday party too. Was it? Yeah, that was, it that was, was a private party. I do private parties, y'all. That's kind of where I get most of my bookings. Um, okay. Birthday parties, private events. Okay. What is the top five photographers that you work with? Um, that'll be easy. So you, Rock, Demetra, yeah. Everett she Taylor. Came up, she came a long way. Oh my gosh, yes. I was so she actually did. I think I shot with her when she first started shooting last last fall. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was so long ago. Go ahead, Demetra girl. Last fall, um, I, when she first started shooting, and even those were good. Like, and um, her it was her and her husband. They were both shooting. But yeah, she has come a really long way. It's that's something I love about being in the local industry. But anyway, we're yeah. gonna I'm gonna name my top five photographers. I need to get with you too, by the way. Just in case you're watching, Mr. Nature. She probably will. <laughs> <laughs> real, real, real. Okay, I'm gonna curse a little bit. Real shit. That's somebody who supports me. Yeah. Denitra, if you're watching, I appreciate you. I appreciate your husband. I appreciate y'all for always coming out. Like she supports me, and I, I couldn't. Like it's crazy. I mean, I get responses from people a lot now who are like, "Oh my gosh, like you really inspired me. Great, you're doing so good. Don't stop." And stuff like that really affects um, affects you. But yes. Girl, thank you. Um, but Denitra, you, in no particular order, don't feel it. No, order. Rock. Um, let's see, Latoya. And then I have never show, shot with this photographer ever, never in my life. But Lynn Mobley, if I can get in front of this man's camera. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Lim. Yeah, he's he's really good. I've never shot with Lim, but I was supposed to the weekend I got ran over by that Nissan Titan. Um, y'all, yeah. Nissan Titan ran over my little 2005 Hyundai. What was it? Hyundai uh, Sonata. Yeah. Man. You only have about a month. Three months. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten done with the paper tag part yet. <laughs> Somebody just you boom boom. I was like, God. I'm so mad. Ooh, I was so mad. But it's okay because now I got a Camry. Mm. And it's a newer one. It ain't brand new because, you know, single mom and all that. But it's a newer one. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I can get if I get in front of Lim camera, yes. I, I really want to shoot with him. So yeah. When do you see yourself in five years? Rich, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> in five years, honestly, I, um, I don't know. In five years, I really hope that my I have a podcast that idea that's been in my head for forever, or so go for it. Go for it. Yes, I don't know what I'm doing, Tracy. Is the thing. I help you out. You know, will. Tracy, just, just just hit me up. First of all, he say that, but y'all <laughs> keep him busy. Tracy is never available for me. Like, and he know I told him I said I be feeling type of way because you my photographer. Like all caps, my like. <laughs> And you be busy, people be booking you, and I'm like, dang, Tracy, what happened? I was always shooting this week. Oh, uh, well, I got time next. Tracy, that's two weeks from now. <laughs> we were shooting again anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to make it soon. I just got a whole bunch of stuff from Toya. Mm -hmm. This is. You thought it was a day? I said, I don't know. I didn't think it was today. I, look, y'all, y'all see my look at my buns. I, I do keep a camera in the car just in, just in case of emergency. Look, I can go. We can go. I can do a quick. We can do a walk through real quick. I, I use like a visa. It's in the car. Like a visa. <laughs> I can buy. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, I definitely do have a podcast idea. So I'm, I'm, I'm I definitely see myself doing that unless I'm not single anymore, which who knows. Um, I see myself being a great mom, still doing comedy, 
Um, I eventually do want to branch off into music because a lot of people tell me I can sing. Um, I had never heard you sing. I'm not singing on your podcast. I sing when you cut the camera. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've heard me sing before, though. I I've I never sang around the studio. Uh huh. Mm. We, we be too busy joking around. You don't have time, I guess. Yeah, we do be we do joke around a lot, and then usually there's two or three outfits involved in about an hour and a half of worth of time to shoot. Yeah. Um. Oh, let me see. Let me think of a song. I'm gonna give you like a little thing. Oh, so I got these popcorn. Um. You're the last time my lungs. You're a melody and song. Don't know if it can be done. But all I wanna do is save you. Save you. Save you. Okay, that's how you get. If you hear that with a beat, let's don't, don't be surprised. Bring my old DJ skills back in. You're right. Okay, so the, that song is "Save You" by Rum Gold. Um, it's so beautiful. I told you I like neo soul. I like neo soul. I like rap. I like country, gospel. Um, you can get you can get a little bit of everything, but that's the name of that song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if anybody wants to get in contact with you for stand up, modeling, how can they do that? Um, they can reach me on Instagram L E S A underscore the comedian Lisa the comedian on Instagram. On Facebook, my comedy page is Lily the Comedian. Comedian is C O M E D I E N N E on Facebook. Um, yeah. Okay. I take. How far will you go? How far will I go? Because you're in Cary, North Carolina, so how far? I am in Cary. Um, that all depends. Honestly, see, I don't like talking. I don't know if I like talking about money, but it really just depends on how much the pay is. Um, just because I've, I've done a lot of traveling just to meet people um so if it's a paid event it depends on how much it's paid for but sometimes i just go out to just support like i might drive out to fayetteville um because maggie brain trap got that foot the super bowl the sunday football thing out there so yeah. i might at least drive I, I might drive out to support somebody but if i'm driving out for work it just depends on how much you pay but i go anywhere okay right. this is being lisa very funny comedian, beautiful model. Thank you. We've been sitting here talking for a while, but I know today is Sunday. Kids got school tomorrow. We gotta get them fed, off to bed. But you will see more of this lady here. And you're also on a radio show too, right? Yes, occasionally on Saturdays, Oak 93.5 Live. All Eyes on Me DJs is an organization I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. um, we have a two hour mix where you can come and just dance with us for two hours. We always up there having a good time and acting crazy. So. What's, who, who the DJ? The DJs, mm, excuse me. We have DJ K Boom, who is my DJ, and I say that my all caps. And then um, DJ Tadal, um, who is a. <coughs> <laughs> Y'all are choked on my spit like two seconds ago. Um, I tried to keep talking through it. It just did not work. Uh, and then Tadal, he's um, he's like the host host. Okay. So I kind of co-host when I'm coming through. Tadal's always there. Always lit. And so is K-Boom. K-Boom's always there. Always turning up. Give me something to twerk to. Yeah. K-Boom is, is a good DJ. Um, my first scene was at the comedy show. Yeah. We were the first comedy in the corner. I'm like, oh, he might be me. Yeah. For those who know, who listen to my mixtapes and back when I was doing K-Boom style, he's a little quicker on the switches than I am, but he's 
really good. He lit lit, y'all. He like he's lit. Like you be sitting there, you be dancing all night long. I'm telling. Yeah, I can tell he's definitely into what he's doing because you see him concentrating on what he is doing. So Kaboom is very good. Yeah. It's the passion for me. Yeah. I love people who are passionate what they're doing. And also, I'm just throw a little plug in there real quick. If you are a, um, I'm looking, I'm trying to build my team. I want people around me who are serious about where they're going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're a comedian and you're looking to work with somebody, you want to collaborate. If you're a model and you want to collaborate, you make music, you do any kind of content creation, please feel free to reach out to me. I mean, I'm not, I don't know everything, Yeah. but I'm all for supporting anybody, everybody who's just trying to make it, who's about that hustle, who's about to grind and really see themselves doing what they're trying to do. So yeah, just reach out to me. I love meeting new people. Um, I love supporting everyone. So yeah. All right. As you have, Lisa, look up on Instagram and Facebook. L-E-S-A underscore the comedian on Instagram. All right, guys. Until then, see you next time. You're listening to Lucas Vision Podcast.